Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, creative people. It is that time of week again. My name is Dusty Porter, the host of this show, YouTube Creators Hub. This is episode 52, and I am so excited about this week's show. Uh, in this week's interview, I chat with Roberto Blake um, from createsomethingawesome.com, uh, Roberto Blake YouTube channel. He's a public speaker. Anyways, we'll introduce him in the conversation, but you guys have probably heard of him before, seen him uh, on YouTube, um, and consumed some of his content, um, and he and I have a fantastic conversation. Um, and one of the best things about doing this podcast is being able to build friendships and network with people who I have admired from afar uh, and being able to communicate with them and then possibly collaborate with them in the future. So I definitely think that Roberto and I will definitely be having these conversations more frequently. Uh, he's already told me he's going to come on my other podcast, Two Buddy Express. Uh, he's also uh, willing to come on and chat uh, about a specific YouTube topic on maybe, you know, because he and I uh, pre and post show began talking and we just had so much good stuff. And I, I began to tell him, I was like, man, we can't we can't do this off air. We need to record all of this stuff. And, and that way we can bring the value to both of our audiences. So I'm just so stoked about you guys being able to hear from him this week. I do want to remind you guys that you can go on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button. That way every time, every Wednesday, I release a new episode, you're going to get notified. Uh, the show continues to grow. Um, I believe I told you guys, but last week we had a day where we had over six thousand downloads in a day that is astronomical guys you are amazing thank you so much for making this show a possibility thank you so much for making this show so much fun and i do think this is going to be an extremely popular episode with roberto uh, because of the topics that he covers uh being a youtube guru uh being a public speaker about this stuff i do think this one's going to be popular as well so i can't wait to get this one out on the airwaves before i do so i want to let you know if you want a shout out on next week's episode you can go on over to itunes leave us a review let us know what what you think of the show, either positive or negative. This week, we have one review coming in from uh, the YouTube channel called Fair E Official. Um, it's coming in from Rare, L-Y-R-A-T-E-S, rarely rates. Uh, so that must mean that he never rates podcasts, but he did this one. So he titled it Jackpot, five stars. The podcast is a YouTube gold mine. It has really helped give a new perspective for his music YouTube channel. Every episode is jam-packed, and he says, thank you for this content. Well, my friend, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for leaving that positive remark over on iTunes. If you would like to do the same, you know how to do it. Go on over with your podcast player. Let us know what you think of the show. Again, we are continuing to grow, continuing to rank up in the podcast sphere, and I cannot wait for you guys to see what we have planned for this year. You can visit us over at our website, youtubecreatorshub.com. Check us out there. This show, as with every week, is supported by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. I could not think of a better company, a better organization, a better tool to be affiliated with than TubeBuddy. When you think of TubeBuddy, you think of a tool that was going to make your YouTube life so much easier. I have the uh, I guess you would say the luxury of knowing what's coming down the pipeline even before you guys do. Haha, <laughs> right? I have special insights. It made me, made me sound so pretentious. I'm sorry about that. Anyways, I get to know what's coming down the pipeline, and I can tell you that TubeBuddy is only going to get bigger and better. If you are unfamiliar with TubeBuddy and what they do over there, basically it's a tool uh, that helps you streamline your YouTube workflow. Uh, it allows you to easily upload videos to Facebook. It gives you a video upload checklist. It gives you a rundown of your previous year on YouTube. 
There's so many more tools than just that, guys. You've got to go check it out. Click the link in the show notes of this episode. Not only will you help this show out, but you're going to help you and your YouTube career out as well. So I have rambled on too much this week. You can also support us over on Patreon. That's in the link as well if you like the show. Uh, And then, guys, thank you so much for listening. And let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I am absolutely so excited about this week's guest. Uh, This week's guest is Roberto Blake. He is a creative entrepreneur and speaker with an education YouTube channel that helps creatives with career advice, tutorials, tech, and marketing themselves. His channel has grown to over 190K subscribers since 2013, and I'll have to admit before I even, you know, talk to Roberto here that I have been a fan of his for, um, I know, at least the past year. He's doing some amazing things in teaching people about YouTube, which is all about what we're doing here on this show. So Roberto, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I love it. Well, I am so excited to have you on this show, as I already told you, off air. So we're going to just dive into this. We just spent the past eight to ten minutes off air talking about YouTube stuff, and it was very natural, and it it flowed so well. So I can't wait to see the value that we're going to have for you guys today talking about YouTube. So, Roberto, if you would, let my audience know a little more about you and how you got started on YouTube. So I have an education-based YouTube channel that helps creative people. I like to help uh, creative students creative professionals that are working in the field, and uh, creative entrepreneurs as well. Even if you're a creative hobbyist and you're dabbling, you'll get some value out of this. So it doesn't matter if you're a designer or you're a photographer. I know a lot of channels niche down like that. But here's the thing, Dusty. Like I have always been a creative at heart, and it comes from this very pure place where I do the creative things that excite me the most at any given moment. I started drawing as a kid. I got into photography because parents and family members were into it. They didn't do it as a a day job or anything like that, but they had this very pure just for family vacations and photos or landscape or whatever they wanted to do. Uh, And I've like used every creative medium pretty much at some point in my life. And I've actually worked at and made money doing so many different things creatively. I've worked through um, high school and college as an assistant photographer and a freelance photographer. I got into web design at 13 back in the days of AOL and I got introduced to uh, coding and Photoshop. I was video editing years before YouTube existed. In fact, I think 10 years before YouTube existed, I was doing online video back in the days of uh, LimeWire and BearShare, if people remember that, showing my age a little bit. So I just, I dig creativity. I believe in it. I believe that creativity is the variable of success. I believe that almost all the major brands and businesses out there right now are paying much more attention to their creative, their marketing, their advertising. And I want to teach people that if they're an artist uh, and they're a creative person, they don't have to choose between being a starving artist or a sellout. So that's that's a lot of why I cover on the channel. That's what like my stuff is about. And it's everything from tutorials to career advice to war stories to to projects to interviews with people working in the industry. I just want to educate and motivate creative people so they feel like they can win. Absolutely. Now, in my opinion, you have some of the greatest slogans in the business. You have one that you say is create something awesome today, and you have one on your channel banner that says always be creating. How did you put together the branding for your channel? Because I think you do one of the best jobs um, in the industry when it comes to YouTube channels. You, you do such a great job of branding not only yourself, but just the ideas and the thoughts that you're expressing through your videos. So maybe 
walk us through the process of how you created all of those slogans and branding for your channel. It's it's the thing that I've like I feel like I've actually been doing that since I was a kid to be honest and uh it's it's how I guess I've landed into the the field of marketing and advertising both in my career when I was in corporate and then in running my own business create awesome media. I I feel like it was a natural progression for me. It I very much as much as I'm a, a technician and a practitioner, I'm also an idea guy. And the thing is, I looked at it and I, it was a, uh, it was things I was saying to myself. It was things that I talked about in the real world, and it's things that I believe in. Always be creating. ABC comes from uh, an old, uh, it comes from an old film, but I took a new spin on it. There was an old film. You, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It was a uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Do you remember that with Alec Baldwin and I think uh, De Niro was in it. Yeah, I think it was Pacino, Al Pacino, and it was um, Alec Baldwin, and a lot of other people. I love it. And there's a thing that came from that that then would go on to be repeated in other um, business style, aggressive business style films. You know, you've heard ABC always be closing, and like coffees for closers only, and it's like, like all these really great aggressive um, lines. And um, I was like, and always be closing has been a mantra of business, but I'm like, always be creating because. Always be closing is about always be selling. And it's like, but I believe in always be creating. And I believe that that's part of living an intentional creative life. And I think that if you are somebody that's a creative, if you're somebody who's a YouTuber, then it's very real for you that always be creating makes sense. Because for me, it's about consistency. Consistency, as you know, is one of the underlying themes of YouTube advice is consistency. But in business and in marketing, it's the same thing. You have to be consistent in your message, consistent in your presentation, your tone, your visual branding. So that consistency is important. But then to always be creating is means you have to always be active. You have to always be on the move. You only uh, a lot of people tell you you're only as good as your last video, which I, I understand where they're coming from, but I don't believe that in terms of, they believe that in terms of views and subscriber numbers and the likes or dislikes on thing. Oh, like if that didn't do well, then I guess that's a, that's a fail. And I'm like, I just believe it's part of the process because creatives will tell you that every brush stroke, every, you know, smudge in the sculpting clay, all of that's part of the process. There's no such thing really and truly as failure for a creative except to stop. And, and you kind of live that, right? You kind of live that. Like on your channel, you say helping you create something awesome seven days a week. And when you talk about consistency on YouTube, you're right. It is a common theme when I talk to YouTubers. They say consistency and persistency is one of the biggest things in becoming big on YouTube. What do you think helped you, Roberto, get over that I guess you would say that wall of thinking to yourself, well, I can't create something, you know, multiple days a week. What what helped you in becoming consistent? Because you are the epitome of consistency. You know, you have a schedule, you lay it out, your audience, your community knows, hey, on Mondays, we're going to be getting this. On Wednesdays, we're getting this. Sundays, we're getting this. So with all of that being said, how did you, I guess, get into the habit of making yourself understand that this consistency thing is extremely important? I was watching my own behavior as a user. <laughs> I was watching my own behavior as a user. Like I tune in, I was tuning in when I was, when I actually used to watch live television, I would tune in on this day of the week for this show, this day of the week for that show. So, I mean, for me, it was obvious from that to just reverse engineer television. Then from a business and a corporate background, I know that, hey, showing up to work every day, that kind of matters. That's how you get a paycheck, isn't it? So I, I understand that. And then even as a kid, I was drawing every day. I was drawing every single day. And then I remember in the early days of the internet, I got really into watching, to reading web comics. 
and I knew that they were out on a schedule. I knew Tuesday I was going to watch the read this web comic. I knew that Monday this thing was going to release. I would wake up every day uh, before going to school excited to like go ahead and get my fill. And if my uh, favorite creator didn't show up that day, I knew it was disappointing to me. So I realized I also realized that. You know, memorizing a schedule of if you only release stuff, because when I started, it was just one day a week when I started, and I was doing tutorial Thursdays, and that was a thing for me. But I realized, you know, if if I am late or I miss a Thursday, people think I just didn't show up or whatever, but if I'm putting out something close to every day, well, it doesn't matter what day they drop in, there's something there. And even now, just in case, because sometimes I'll, if I travel or business, uh, running the business gets in the way, of releasing something on the day of the week that I still just put it out and I put it, I try to keep them in order. But regardless, I say it's why the, the channel banner says helping you create something awesome seven days a week instead of new videos every day is that it lets me honor a promise of seven days a week. There's stuff here for you to learn because even if you're a new subscriber, there's almost a thousand videos on the channel right now. So there's plenty for you. Even if I didn't put something new out today, there's something you haven't discovered before. There's something there that you haven't looked at and there's plenty there that's worth a second look. So I want to I want to actually hone in on that a little bit. I'm glad you mentioned that at the end of your answer there. Um, you also mentioned it at the top of the interview talking about how, you know, let's talk evergreen content for a minute. Um, on your channel, you have, like you said, over a thousand videos that, you know, in my opinion, are still relevant to this day for the most part. Um, and a lot of what I do on my channel is also evergreen content. It's what I call, uh, there's two different types of channels in my opinion, and uh, you tell me kind of your thoughts on this, but there's search-based channels, and then there's subscriber or community-based channels, and I'm trying to, to move mine from search to community, but I think you've done a great job of kind of combining the two of those but how important is it you know one of the great things about YouTube Roberto in my opinion is that my videos are always working for me always whether mm -hmm. I'm sleeping or I'm traveling my videos are always out there they're always available for people to watch and they're always available to gain uh, more people to join my community so maybe talk a little bit about that like how important is it now that you have that backlog of hundreds upon hundreds of great content that you can just shoot over to people and say hey are you looking to get better at InDesign boom here's a playlist for that how important is it to have that backlog and how important is it to kind of balance the evergreen side of things as well as building a community? There are channels with a half a million subscribers that I have a higher monthly growth rate than. There are channels, like, let me put that in the context. I have 190,000 subscribers. Um, there are channels with a quarter of a million, 300,000, and 500,000 that I've looked at, that I've studied, that I've done case studies on, that I've audited. And my growth rate, and this is not a hashtag modest brag, this is not a brag. I'm making the point that this is what search does for you because the thing is, while I've integrated community very much into my content, we know disproportionately it is about search for my channel like overwhelmingly. I'm about to balance that, so I'm going to flip an interesting strategy that I'm working on to you. Um, so you're going to get a sneak preview of some things that I'm doing for 2017. I love it, Roberto Blake exclusive right here, guys. Yep, but um, – I think that balance is the answer because you know I'm a big Star Wars nerd. You know that about me. You've seen the channel. You've seen the bobbleheads. You've seen the bobbleheads. Um, so uh, they're all over the office here. The um, I literally at some point will do a video that's literally just a video about all my bobbleheads. I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, the affiliate sales will be fantastic. Uh, but the uh, the uh, that's another thing that I do. But there's um, there's actually three types of content in my opinion. There's three types of content. Um, Tim Schmoyer's version of the three are a little different than mine, uh, but two, two out of three were the same one. 
I believe that there's search-based content, like you said, and then there's community-based content, but then there's what I call a calling card. I think Tim calls this hero content, but I, I think it's less about it's a big polished produced production thing, which is what his variation on that is. Whereas my thing with a calling card is there is stuff that's for search so that people can find what they're looking for. There's the community based stuff for people who are just like into me or into uh, the kind of things that I'm doing. Uh, and then there's what I call the calling card, which is this video can get the least views. It doesn't matter. It can do because its only job is to serve as a calling card for biz development, biz dev. It's just for business development. If nothing else, other people get value out of it. But this particular video is so that I can get a specific phone call or a specific email from either a company or a potential client. This video's job is to get me a $5,000, $10,000 check uh, at the end of the day, in theory. And so I think that people underestimate the importance of that and how that adds to your financial future and your growth that you need to do videos on occasion that specifically are so that this is out there because this is going to attract these type of brands to me. This is out there because it's going to get me a speaking engagement. This is out there because it's going to get me a new business contact. This is out there because this is going to get me representation with an agency or something like that. That's something that YouTubers really need to think about is what on their channel is facilitating their professional goals because I, I want to throw something interesting at you dusty i think too many people use youtube as a think of youtube as a destination instead of as a vehicle it's a vehicle to get where you want to go it's not somewhere to be their idea is to make it on youtube no your idea is to make the life that you want and youtube can be a tool to get you there in the same way that i think money is a tool not a goal i think that i only look at money as something that i can use to leverage resources or time or access to something that gives me more, either in terms of an experience that makes me happy or adds to my personal power and my ability to take action. I love that analogy, uh, talking about a vehicle. I talk about it as a tree and it being one of the branches on your tree. It doesn't need to be the only branch. It doesn't need to be the tree trunk. YouTube needs to be like you said. You, you said so elegantly about being a vehicle, a destination. I know for me, I've landed some of my biggest jobs off of just some of my YouTube videos. The only way I started in my voiceover career was because of YouTube. Um, and it was a vehicle, as you said, as you put um, so so wonderfully there, a, a, a great way for me to get to where I wanted to go. And you're right. People do think of YouTube as just a destination that we're, you know, and what happens if YouTube goes away? And, and, and that's kind of my fear of, you know, if you're relying totally on YouTube to be your sole cash cow or your sole thing for your business. And I think it's going to segue perfectly into my next, next question to you, but what happens when YouTube isn't there? And so, so, I mean, I, I just, I, I just, I'm, I'm with you there. I think it needs to be a vehicle as opposed to a destination. Completely agree. Guys, definitely write that one down. Uh, if you're taking notes, uh, during this podcast, let me ask you about the business aspect of YouTube right now. Um, you, you mentioned affiliate links. Um, I also utilize affiliate links. I've talked about them, um, ad nauseum here on this podcast and other shows that I do. Um, and also we have the YouTube AdSense program. So very thankful that YouTube provides that to us as creators. But how are you taking your YouTube content, your YouTube channel, uh, and monetizing that content? Well, the obvious general ones that everybody's a fan of are AdSense revenue, which yes, of course, thank you, YouTube, and thank God for AdSense revenue because it does help and it does make things um, easier. But I don't rely on that. People ask me, 
like, do you make a living on YouTube, Roberto? And my answer is, as like, my answer to that is, I always hate this question because my answer is pretentious. And my, and the reason I say my answer is pretentious is because it's like, I make somebody's living on YouTube. It's not how I make my living. I make somebody's living on YouTube. I make more than enough, even just on AdSense revenue to equal to somebody's corporate America job right now. And again, that's, that sounds, in my mind, that sounds pretentious uh, because I, in, I make more money outside of YouTube AdSense and sponsorship than I do with just YouTube. Some of that's related to YouTube, but some of that is strictly what I do as a consultant and as a speaker. And the next phase for me is the fact that I've proven with over a thousand plus videos, my abilities as an online educator and the ability to uh, break down really complex things and make them digestible and make them fun for people who want to learn them so it doesn't feel like a chore. And because I built that reputation using YouTube, the next phase for me uh, beyond the marketing consulting aspect, the production aspect, I mean, I'm, I'm negotiating, um, you know, a production and editing deal right now for um, a client. Uh, I can't talk about it too much, but I'll say that it's like tens of thousands uh, for this particular gig uh, for a one time thing uh, that will only take like maybe two weeks, which is fantastic. You know, I mean, you'd have to get millions of views a month to hope to do that in YouTube. Uh, th so that's real work, right? So I do real work outside of YouTube. Now, the ad, the affiliate marketing side, which is really good for me, is um, that does very well to the tune of a couple grand a month using different uh, things. TubeBuddy, for example, does very well for me, as you guys well know. But Amazon as well, some web hosting related stuff. I have a background with web design, so I can speak very well to web hosting. And I do, uh, you know, hire hundreds of uh, dollars a month there without even really pushing that as much as I really should, because I still think that a website matters in 2017, believe it or not. I think people underestimate that, especially if you're going to do business, having a professional email address, those kind of things. So I can recommend web hosting to people who want to make it simple um, and web design solutions. So I do that. Sponsor deals I do very well with, and I actually have um, more inventory in my sponsor stuff to sell. I'll, I'll talk about how you do that in a minute. But um, to, to, to part of your point in terms of how I'm diversifying my revenue off of YouTube. The next real big thing for me is because I put myself in the category of an educator is to sell my own courses and my YouTube channel is leverage for that. And it's also a marketing funnel for that. I have an email list as well outside of YouTube. So YouTube goes away. I still have thousands upon thousands of people on my email list. And once I do this next initiative, which is uh, kind of in beta right now, Awesome Creator Academy, with doing that, I'm building my own education platform outside of YouTube because searching through my like library of hundreds and what will soon be thousands of videos is super cumbersome, Dusty. It's uh, There's no structure. There's no order. There's no sense of progress and completion. Even with a playlist, it's just not the same and it's not as easy to do things on your own time. And it's not practical for like downloading PDFs and everything and then you have to go outside of YouTube. It's it's not the right platform truly for somebody who needs to educate themselves beyond a one-off thing or a, a couple of back-to-back -back videos. I think I can do better. And so I put together using uh, Kajabi, um, a courseware system so that I can sell courses on personal brand development, uh, online biz dev, building and growing a YouTube channel, an advanced course on YouTube for business, um, you know, a course 
on affiliate marketing, a course on freelancing, these things I have real experience on. I have a whole course that I'm doing on video editing and production that combines them, whereas most people split them. I'm like, no, it's a whole process, so I put them together. So those are the kind of things I'm doing, and I'm not selling right now because these things are all in development, but I'm making the point of, I used all of this like vehicle of YouTube to establish myself as the subject matter expert and to prove to people and to show them that, hey, I can talk about video editing and production because I've done it a thousand times. I can talk about personal branding because I built a great personal brand and I used content marketing and video marketing. I grew a speaking career out of thin air, Dusty. In 2015, I had never spoken publicly like on a stage besides in a school play. And I grew a speaking career that's going to let me be speaking this year at Social Media Marketing World. I spoke last year at How Design Live. I did a workshop at Adobe Max. I spoke at Vlogger Fair. I've done almost 20 speaking engagements since um, since June of 2015. And like I don't know that I could have done that without the leverage that I built in my personal brand. So I want to help other people do these things because I know it seems impossible. I want to make it practical for them. I want to give them the blueprint that I used with like, again, I don't even think I'm the most talented person at anything I do, but there is a process that can get you there and you will grow over time, but you don't have to not profit while you're in your growth phase. I think that's something that people get wrong. I, I think there's a lot of opportunity and I think if I can help them understand that and if I can teach them and if they can see some you know, upfront results and they look at the fact that I did it. I'm not just talking about it. I'm a real practitioner. I stay in the trenches. And not only that, I stay on top of and I help other people who are on their journey. I double back and I hold the elevator for people. I think it just kind of proves it. And so by making this platform, YouTube goes away. I'll still literally have an entire outside of my consulting, outside of doing client work. This awesome creator academy thing i know for a fact that within a year to two years it'll be its own six-figure business proof proof of concept is so important um and on youtube you basically have the opportunity to do that and, and just what you told me there with talking about you know you were providing and giving a proof of concept of that you are an authority in these topics um and being from someone who has dabbled in online courses and going forward in 2017 i've got a bunch of ideas with stuff that i want to do uh for my own brand for my own brand uh and putting out courses as well, I can tell you that there there is money to be made there if people are willing to put in the time and the work. And speaking of the time and work, let's talk about that for a minute. I get approached, and I know you do. I know you do. If I do, I know you do. I, I, <laughs> I get approached by uh, YouTubers, small YouTubers all the time, whether it be on Twitter, in the comment section of my videos, and they ask me, they say, well, you know, how are you getting uh, the amount of views that you're getting? How are you up to, you know, the subscriber count that you're up to, you know, what are, what did you do to get there and how come nobody watches my videos and I have 50 videos? You know, I get all of these questions and then I go over and I look at their channel and I take time out of my day and I go click on their channel link. They don't have a channel banner. They haven't uploaded in two months. I mean, it's it's one of those things to where I guess I'm, I'm beating around the bush here, but my question is to you, Roberto, is, you know, people hear what you just said and they're like, man, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of effort. You know, how much work and how much effort, maybe talk on that a little bit. If you really want to grow a brand on YouTube and build a business around YouTube, how much work are we talking here? For most people, and it's why I, I like, I hate the concept of people saying YouTube is their job, but I understand where they're coming from. 
YouTube is not a job. YouTube is a business. And I think that that's a distinction that has to be made because it's an entrepreneurial endeavor. Acting isn't a job. Acting is, in my mind, it's a business and it's taxed like one. You don't you like, I mean, unless you have an agreement with a company, it's not a W-2. It's like, it's a lot more complicated than that. So it's like, but people, people are lazy with language. It's a whole nother conversation, but it's like, I really need us to get away from this YouTube as a job thing. And because it's not going to be respected if you keep calling it a job, if you call it a business, which is what it is, if you approach it and think of it as a business, then the, the understanding of what it really takes really hits home a lot better for you because I am very good and very fast at editing. And I don't say that as a brag. I say that because remember, I talked about 10 years before YouTube existed. I was editing video online. That's real, which means that my ability to edit, I mean, a primary example, I edit a talking head style YouTube video with color grading and with an animated lower third and with transitions and an audio track. If it is a five to eight minute video, I spend no more than 20 minutes to edit that. I spend no more than 20 minutes to edit that. If it is a five minute video, it means that to film and produce that took me seven to eight minutes. I do it in one take. Um, so that gives you an understanding. Do I sit here and do I film the video for today, release, edit it and release it? No, that's not practical. What I do is for Monday videos, knowing that those are art and design and creative topics specifically, I film five or six of those because if I don't like something or I think that I like, like fudge something or made too many mistakes, that's a whole video that I just scrap sometimes or I'll revisit later or maybe I don't feel it's good timing for that topic or something. So I'll fill five or six to give myself a buffer. Guess what? The hour it took me to do that. Okay. All the Monday videos for January are in the can now. In the can is a phrase I use to say, all right, everything's been filmed. It's done. It just needs to be edited. Great. Um, Tuesday videos take a little bit more because for tech videos, usually I have to shoot a little bit more B-roll. I try to shoot B-roll in advance. Like I shoot B-roll constantly. All of my gear I'm filming it from multiple angles. I break stuff out. I put stuff out on the um, on the deck so that I can get that nice, um, okay, the sun's hitting it, blurry background kind of stuff for product reviews sometimes, or I'll put it on the review bench and then uh, film it or take photos there. And I'll do it multiple times, multiple days, even if I already have B-roll of that, just so I have different B-roll so it doesn't get static or boring every time I talk about this thing. Oh, it's the same shot. Oh, it's the same angles. I have the stack. So I do a ton of B-roll, I film, heck, if I'm traveling and I'm standing on a street corner, I just go ahead and I start either filming with my um, vlogging camera or with my phone, or I'll film a time lapse just so that I have the option for later. And that's how I make things practical. So I batch record everything. I film stuff to use for later. Sometimes I release stuff weeks later or months later. Um, I, I really do that. As for editing, I edit in one or two hour sessions and I don't have to do it every single day by stacking. Like I, I could film, I could take like three hours out of a day and I could film and half of my month would be done. I could sit there. I could set aside a week and my entire month is in the can for the next 30 days. I'm going to be doing more of this because I'm about to hire uh, a part-time editor, uh, Zoe. She's, um, 
um, Zoe from uh, Wolfpack. Uh, she's a daily vlogger, and she also has a, a military family channel as well with her husband. And so they, uh, she is going to be editing a lot of my advanced footage uh, going forward because I'm going to film so much stuff in bulk. It's why I'm actually behind is because I've been filming more is so that I have this stack of footage that only ever just needs to be edited. And with her editing stuff for me in advance and then me editing the stuff that's more timely, things like product reviews that I want to do, things that are sponsored stuff, things that are just me doing stuff that I really want to put out immediately, I will always have this coverage. So we're going to get a backfill going. We're going to do that. Eventually in the summer, my plan is to be able to ramp up the channel and put out maybe an average of almost two videos a day. Go from an average of 30 videos a month to 50 or 60 because that's what's wrong. Really Are you crazy? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm nuts. But it's like <laughs> I also am proving a thesis, though, for um, how companies can work because the thing is I've been doing my YouTube channel and outputting more content than most people as a one-man band this entire time for years. And it was an experiment partly in a case study to see what would happen. And, well, we've seen what happened. So I really believe in it. And uh, I'm going to if I can figure out how to get to two videos a day on a very small budget and on uh, and on also doing some of it myself, then that means that for YouTubers out there that are in the middle class, the YouTube middle class, we should literally do a whole like another segment sometime on the YouTube middle class. Um, but that's a real thing. There there are creators that are between 100,000 and 500,000 subscribers that still are solo and um are not investing in the business aspect of their channel in terms of bringing other people on. And I think that that could be a mistake and I think they think it's too expensive, but I'm going to figure it out so that I can teach them. And also so I can teach companies how to use more effective smaller teams and how to manage them, how to manage remote editors. So by doing it, I can now teach it. And by doing it, I now have the formula for, well, this is the result it will produce because people have often asked, do you think you can get to a million subscribers, Roberto? I think that the type of thing I do has a million subscriber potential. It's a matter of am I a good enough executioner to get there and how long would it take and what's going to do it? And I know that balancing more of what I told you, which is search content, community content, and also calling cards is what will do it. It means that by using these resources, I can produce I, can, I could give all of the search and talking head stuff a lot more of it to Zoe. I could focus on doing much more challenging videos with my own editing and doing more creative stuff. That is, uh, for me, what will drive the community aspect. And I can put on a show maybe uh, twice a week that's close to like a creative's version of Ask Gary V or something like that. Um, and I can also feature and highlight other creators. It means that I'll have... Uh, from that with putting out more content, even in what it's costing me to have an outside editor, doubling my volume of content also means that I'm making more AdSense money, more affiliate money, and that I have more inventory to sell to sponsors. So it's all practical. No, I love that. And the, the phrase in the can, I use that all the time, not only with my YouTube channel, but I'm a, I'm a big podcast proponent. I love podcasting. Obviously, it's what I'm doing right now. I love interviewing people. I love that. I feel like that's my sweet spot. Um, and when you're a podcaster, you have to really become familiar with the in the can phrase because, you know, a lot of times I will, you know, produce, record, do all of my interviews and have maybe seven or eight stacked up. And then, you know, I'm good to go for the next couple of months. And all I would have to do is send it off to my editor or edit them myself and, and go ahead and have, you know, 
three or four episodes in the can. So a lot of YouTubers think it, you know, it has to be, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, you have to understand that uh, it's one of those situations as a YouTuber, you can batch process your videos and, and you can do it to a great quality. It doesn't have to be crappy quality. Um, and you're proving that uh, on your YouTube channel. Now we're going, we're, we're already over at right at 32 minutes. So I do want to honor Roberto's time, but I do want to ask you one more question. Uh, kind of like a, a, I guess you would say a philosophical question of, you know, just in general about YouTube. If you were to give one, just one nugget that you would say would be the golden, the golden nugget for YouTube that, that would just get people, uh, you know, started, get people in a good space uh, for their YouTube channel. What would that piece of advice be? What would be the one thing that you would say, if you focus on this, this can help you uh, beyond any measures of, for anything that you may have been given before? It'd be why I always say, create something awesome today. And I'll just qualify that. Like, it, it's you want to go philosophically, create something awesome today is not just a tagline and branding. It literally is a philosophy that I live by, but say, it's because it saved my life. It's because in feeling a sense of dissatisfaction, a lack of control over anything, a lack of ownership over anything in my life, I was in a depression spiral a few years ago, like a massive depression spiral, wondering if today's the day I throw myself in front of the number two train. And create something awesome today actually is a life-saving philosophy for me and it would what would get you in the right mindset for your youtube channel in your life because if you're creating something you're taking an active role in your life and in what you do and it's something that you can own and to create something awesome is to create something that you feel a sense of pride in something that you feel is worthy something you feel is worthwhile whether it's rejected or accepted by anything else it's about what you're satisfied with and again this is about consistency but it's also about just again, showing up to work every day, showing up to your business every day, opening the doors. And again, this could mean you go back and you can optimize your tags or you can say, you know what, gee, I can take this thumbnail and this this thing didn't get a lot of clicks. It didn't do well in YouTube. But if I update this thumbnail and maybe no one in YouTube is finding it, maybe I've been building this following in Facebook or Twitter and I post this video and a link to it over there. And now it has a thumbnail that people would actually click on. Now I can get some more views. I can breathe life back into this video instead of just giving up on it. You can go even if you're not putting out a video every single day, because I don't think you have to do that. I think there are plenty of creators that put out weekly content or something two or three times a week. I think if you want to grow, that it's a good hack. But I think you will get faster at production. I think you'll get faster at editing if you're creating every day, if you're doing it every day. I think it's the, the only reason that it doesn't take me four hours to edit a video like a lot of people, even if it's not complicated editing. I mean, look, even the thing that I did the other day, you saw the, um, the vlog that I produced to talk about like the Forbes feature and the books that I'm in. Um, that video, to edit that, even with all of the additional cinematography from that, from the Sony RX100, the cut together the storytelling, to put together the music and mix it, that still didn't take me an hour to do, believe it or not. And I did color grade on that. So there, it didn't even take me an hour. And the reason, though, is because I edit so much that it's this habit. So by creating every day, by editing every day for so many years, now, even if I don't do it every day, it's just such a second nature thing that I'm faster at it. I'm better. My intuition is better. My thought process is better. And I, I think you can do that. I've gone back and even to this day, I go back and I update thumbnails from old videos because I want the branding to feel consistent. I want the, the branding to look good 
uh, when someone sees this content and I want it to represent me well, even if it's like, okay, the video is what it was from way back when, but now I've made sure that the branding is consistent and it fits my whole thing. I mean, people update their old published book covers. You have to think of this like a real business. You have to think of it like a creative person. I mean, when I was in ad agency world, we did, um, I redid the covers for Stephen Hawking novels that had been released like decades before, but they re-released them and they wanted them to have consistent branding and covers and look this like look very similar. And so I redid like these um, three of four Stephen Hawking novels, the covers for them. It was one of my like highlights as a graphic designer, but it also reveals to me the importance of not just leaving old content on the shelf and not revisiting how it uh impacts and affects your brand. So again, there's so much stuff that you can look at. If you think, oh, there's nothing I can do to make my YouTube channel better, or oh, if you're complaining about your views or your subscriber count, look at all the things that you could possibly improve. You could have better channel artwork. You could have better thumbnails. You could have a better about section. You could have a better profile pic. There's always work to be done. So show up every day. Create something awesome today. Always be creating. If I had to give any one nugget for doing better with your YouTube channel, doing better with your life, doing better with anything, it's still that. It's so much that. And that's why uh, it's the underlying message of my YouTube channel is because it gives you back the control. It gives you back the power and the ability to take action and to do it with the goal of you being satisfied with what represents you and what you sign your name to. It's not about the view count. It's not about the subscriber count. But you know what? If you're doing something that you think is awesome, you might be one person, but you might be representative of more people than you could possibly imagine. So if you don't think you can get to a million subscribers, what you're saying is out of 7 billion people on the planet, you think it's the statistically impossible that there are people that are even just a little bit like you enough to like take some kind of action. I, I think that the math, I think that if you believe that and you don't think you have that potential, that you need to revisit the math. And even if it isn't a million, you know what? 100,000 ain't bad. So 10,000 ain't bad. You, you think that that's a small number? Oh, I'm a small YouTuber. Only a thousand people are subscribed to my channel. Try speaking in front of a thousand people on stage sometime. Uh, like try speaking in front of 50 people on stage sometime and then tell me that's small. Tell me that level of attention and respect and commanding that doesn't matter. Tell that to a street performer in Times Square that gets 30 people to line up for them and to like and to you know give them a few bucks and to give them a part of their day. Tell me that's small then. You know, that's that's my answer. That's a great way to look at it. And it's been a great time for me being able to have a conversation with you, someone who, um, one, you know, one of my peers in the industry doing a lot of the similar things that I'm doing. And it's just... Uh, it's just great to be able to talk with a like-minded individual. A lot of people ask me all the time, well, you know, what do you think about all of these other creators who are talking about YouTube? Well, I think it's wonderful. I think that anybody like Roberto or Tim Smoyer, the people that we've mentioned in this podcast, they're doing amazing things, and, and I'm not in competition with them. I, I want to grow with them. I want to make my content just as good as what they're doing and make it even better. Um, and I think that you know, having competition, having people who are doing the same thing you're doing will only challenge you to be better as a creator. And I want to challenge you this week, guys, that you've heard a lot of value in this week's podcast. Um, you, you really need to take it and move with it. Don't just sit, listen to this podcast, put down your phone and be done with it. Really take what Roberto said in this interview and really take it to, to move your channel, to move the needle a little bit and to start doing work.
start creating something awesome, which is what Roberto uh, has said so greatly and has kind of built a brand on. We really appreciate uh, you joining us today. Can you let my audience know where to find you on the internet? Um, if people want to find me on the internet, they can find me at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Roberto Blake 2, like the number 2. They can also hit me up with questions on Twitter, at Roberto Blake. Definitely would love to see them there. And if they're a creative person, if they're an artist, they're a designer, they're an illustrator, uh, a filmmaker, you know what? Tag me in your Instagram stuff. I want to show you guys some love. And when I'm doing my new show, always be creating TV, um, there's a chance that I might highlight the artwork you're doing. I don't do shout outs, but I, I wanted to do this show that I'm coming up with specifically so I can show off the work of artists and creative people, photographers, designers, filmmakers, um, painters, graffiti artists, sculptors, even musicians and dancers, uh, writers. I want to be able to highlight people who are creating awesome things, and I want to share them with the world. I love that, and I love this conversation. Such a great time for me, and I know my audience as well. And Roberto, we'll talk to you next time. All right, thanks so much. You guys take care, and remember, create something awesome today. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.